0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's in my hands So if yeah. you play they will come The only is that He's actually He's actually not you could do it. <laughs> no, <I'm really> not. <laughs>
1: I always go
0: for that same river. I know. They made a little fire on the and everything That was I don't know. I I I situation like my brother's girl so no. yeah, like it's like it I want you like sorry. Like I never like no even bad I really know if you I didn't want to that's what it did if you just stay on the I just you know you didn't go last <laughs> year is a thing
2: Every high thing yes. that exalts itself above yes. the knowledge that we are loved by you. Whatever it is, God. Yes. Draw us back into what we can do for others instead so of what they're doing wrong, God. Whatever that is, Lord, cure us. Cure us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Bless your name this morning. Amen. 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 I know God is at work among his people. So, what has he been doing this week? <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> 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 Look me up. Somebody tell me something God did this week. Okay, I'll wait in five minutes. Alright, we'll wait. We'll wait. Yeah, transitional time. I want to kind of stay in the worship time. Alright. All right. This yeah. is what happens when you transition method, the, 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 the chillers right into the 10 o'clock is what happens. Alright. What's up, buddy? He was <laughs> going after your iPad, and I'm like... I, I, I don't like them. I just got a word for it. Come on, right, Melody. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey we want to go on the phone. peeps!
0: Morning. Hey you guys, bottlenecking
2: over there, coming here. Where was
0: that again?
2: Was it Kings? Second Kings 625. Second Kings
3: chapter six? Yes. I'm trying to get five. That's a
0: <laughs>
2: hey, gentlemen, let's do this. Come in here. Hang out.
4: I Do you have something? I do. Let's do it. I went to Rhode Island last week for a few days. And so, Sunday morning, so many times when I go to visit, I visit my family and Fred's family and everything, and we wonder why we're stressed by the time we come back. And I said, well, it's because when we lived there, that's not really who we hung around with, mostly. We hung around with people from church, you know, we hung around with the kingdom family. Well so this time, um, before I went, I um, contacted a friend of mine, and I found out when service was and everything else, so Sunday morning I went to church there. And I ended up, these are people that when Fred and I, the church we were first in, these were like leaders. It was actually like a church of leaders. And the pastor, who's a woman, um, when worship started, she came over to me, and she's one who, like, stirred up the prophetic with me a lot, and, and I could go to her and talk about what was going on and everything else. Well, she came over to me as worship was starting, and she said, I just release, release an unction of the Holy Spirit. She goes, if you get something, you know, tell us. Tell Diana and share. Well, I ended up where um, I waited till after service, because I felt that's what it was, and I shared it with my friend, but then I shared it with the pastor as well. Um, a prophetic word that what I was seeing in the area and everything, and it ended up be it ended up being a word that um, it was like, oh, like that's what God is doing. Like that, it was a word that released her into something that showed them that they were a church of leaders, and that they went they're in the middle of a really. <laughs> they're, they're, you know, a tough neighborhood. They're in a really tough neighborhood. And and yet nobody from the neighborhood goes to church there. It's still just them. And so they weren't wondering about that, except I saw that God had a hedge of protection around them because they were called to minister to the other leaders in the other churches, and that if they did anything in the community, it was going to be by coming alongside of... The other leaders um, in the area, and that those other leaders were feeling that spirit of isolation on them, that the whole community was really struggling with, but that God had a hedge protection around that church because though there was a spirit of isolation that was going on in the area, that's not what was keeping them out of the church. It was actually a hedge protection that was keeping people out of their church because they were church of leaders called to minister to other leaders. And my friend, when I told her, when I shared with her that, she was saying how, like, a month before, 12 Muslims came into their church. And they're, like, it was basically led by, like, the matriarch kind of a thing. There was a woman who was kind of in charge. And they came in, and people were greeting them, trying to, you know, be friendly or whatever. And they started chanting. Basically claiming the property for Allah, and this was, like I said, about a month before. And they went over to the pastor and they're like, "What you, you know? What should we do?" And she goes, "We're just going to have church. You know, we're just going to share the gospel and we're going to have worship and everything." And and so she did. She stepped up and she shared the gospel, and then they started worship. And the woman, the matriarch woman, got... All indignant, she stood up and the others followed, but my friend said that they noticed that a few of them had, um, like, they could see their countenance change. And so it was kind of interesting that God had a hedge of protection around the church to keep that out, but when it did come in, I believe that that hedge of protection around them was that they could still do what they were doing. Instead of like responding like if 12 Muslims just (laughs) walked in kind of thing and thinking, well, should we call the police or, you know, are they going to, you know, what are they going to do or whatever. And so still that I, I felt that that was a real testimony not only to the pastor's heart, but also that God had had, you know, that God has a hedge protection around them, and prophetically, he had shared this bunch of stuff with me, and then I shared it with her, and she was like, that's what I'm supposed to be doing, I'm ministering to the leaders around here, because she had a heart for it, but she wasn't sure what it was, and so the prophetic coming in to someone who, say, you know, I came in getting saved prophetic, and she's like, she was like, prophetic, and speaking into my life, so I was happy to be able to then step into her church and, you know, give her a prophetic something that, that spoke into her life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm.
5: Straight to space. <laughs> cool. So now that's
4: going to be like my I'm trying to connect more with Rhode Island. I feel that God is doing something with business and everything else and so I'm like, okay, this is my home church now when I'm here. And I'm, you know, to make it a point to do that when I go because it was very, it was not a stressful trip at all. And, you know, i it's like purposely going into the kingdom instead of just, you know, stepping into the world trying to be light, but winding up being so overwhelmed that that little light of mine doesn't yeah. <laughs> <you> <laughs> know, spark enough without me, you know, connecting with unbelievers while I'm there, you know, so. You so sound up. Um, so
3: I've been going through kind of an interesting season, but God's like really restoring a lot of things to me, like, um, um, in the last couple months probably, of just like restoration of like having more community and, um, you know, I met this nanny like on the side of the road when I was walking, um, and I'm a nanny, so we do like, we started doing workout dates and play dates, and we have just been, like, praying together, and it's just been, like, the coolest um, friendship that, like, we're just walking down the sidewalk, and, like, God just put us, like, right in each other's path. Um, Yeah, it was really cool. Um, But I just have really been needing, like, encouragement, and um, I feel like, um, I felt like I've had, like, this kind of thing of, like, every time... Like, I ask for a prayer or, you know, something, it's, like, I feel like God isn't really, like, it's, like, there's something keeping that from, like, me being, like, encouraged or, like, um, just, like, people are, like, okay, like, they'll, they'll just pray for me, but I feel like, like God isn't really giving them anything for a while. Um, but I was like, God, what is that? Like, that's so, like, I would even, like, come up with an altar call, and people would pray for me, but they wouldn't really have any, like, encouragement. And that's okay, because I felt like it was totally the Lord. Like, God speaks to people, or He holds back from people. But, um, I was at Chick-fil-A with the kids that I and Annie the other day, and, um, this lady was there. And um, I ended up sitting next to her, and she started just, she was super friendly, she just starts talking to me, and and then she's like, oh yeah, like I went to William Jessup University, and um, she's just, you know, really out there. And then we go into the play area later, and she's like, can I just say, like, you just have such a sweet spirit. And she just started, like, bringing it down. Like, in the middle of, like, chaotic, like, <laughs> children running around and screaming. She's, like, bringing it down, like, prophesying over me. And most of it was totally, like, the Lord. I would say, like, a good 90% was, like... <laughs> right. She said
0: most of
3: it. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> At least 90% was totally God. And I was, like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is so like refreshing like i've just been asking god to like refresh me and he's totally been faithful he has been but it was just so good because i was like oh like i haven't experienced this in so long and i just have felt like god wanting to um just awaken the prophetic in me more and like just to like work out those like prophetic muscles again cuz it's been so long since um i was like like very active in that like on a continual basis and so it's just more things like this have just been happening um, in my life to where I feel like that's becoming my normal again and I'm like yes like this is what this is how God made me to be to walk in joy and carry his presence and to just connect with people in random places like, that's, if you, any of you have known me for, like, the last eight years, like, that's just part of who I am. And it was just kind of, like, like, so um, kind of dark and not, not happening for a long time. So, um, I'm just really thankful for that. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's like God's faithfulness. So, so.
5: Hey, Nate, anything happen with you? Yeah, you know, you're stirring in <laughs> <at> it. <laughs> um, uh, something's been happening uh, with me as of late and um, there's been a word inside of me and uh, there's been a couple times whenever I've shared this word with people when I did, when I thought I was supposed to but it wasn't like in me so there was no reaction. Have you ever done that? You say something thinking it's going to have some kind of response and people go, okay, that's great. when want to go get some ice cream? <laughs> so with that, God has been showing me healing and there's this word that's getting tossed around uh, the upper room as of late Sozo S-O Z-O strangest thing I grew up with Z-O-S-O it's Led Zeppelin we won't go there but Sozo Sozo is a healing word it's deliverance it's wholeness it's salvation and and I looked it up about a week and a half ago. I looked this word up and I saw these, just these real simple definitions that go with this word. But they weren't simple as I marinated on the word and I marinated on each word deliverance. What does that mean? Wholeness. What does that mean? When I don't experience wholeness, the word didn't mean much to me. But the more I I'm, I'm marinated on what that meant to be whole, to be so healed that I'm whole, it, it started to actually start like reverberating inside of me. And I was like, whoa, what is this, God? Your spirit is like just in me. Just looking at this. What's going on? And inside of that, he laid the same words on me he laid on me 20 years ago. And the words were, Um, The words were wholeness, deliverance, healing, without wax. Now I say that and you guys are going, well, what's a candle got to do with it, got to do with it? (laughs) But 20 years ago, the Lord revealed to me, without wax means, and a craftsman can build a vase, can create a vase or any kind of vessel, and it could be absolutely gorgeous except for this one flaw in it. It might have a flaw, it might have like a severed line in it or something, but it's so gorgeous, what this person would do is take wax and put it over the, the flaw, and then you wouldn't even know that it was there. You would look at it and go, wow, this thing is gorgeous, this is beautiful, until you add a to it, and then the wax would melt revealing the fracture. And God started to show that to me in my life. Yeah, you're all good, Nate, Till the heat's on, and then you're showing up all your fractures. But God said, with wholeness, healing, deliverance, salvation, without wax. And when he said that, I went, I just balled my eyes out. I was like, wow, you're like showing it. So the heat can come on, and I'm still whole, Salvation, there's still deliverance, and I'm not fractured, and I want to give that to you. I am now asking God, where am I supposed to share this word? And He said, right now. Amen. So somebody in this room needed to hear that. There is so everybody... is so whole <laughs> <full, so laughs> yeah. that you will be. There won't even be a fracture. In but I just want to give that to the students. Amen. Bless no, no. you
2: yeah. All right. Okay,
6: you guys have a good weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that a good night. That's <laughs> good All right. Anybody else? What's going on? I got something. I'm going to do this one. Not at Brian. Um, so yesterday, me and Stephanie went to the Bay Area uh, to visit with Kathy Balcom. Uh, some of you guys know who that is. Some of you don't. But she's this older lady that her husband has planted like hundreds of churches in China he's like he's a he's really honestly like an apostle in China he he would go into China in like coffins and like pretend to be dead and like pop out and like (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
2: he's like, you guys, not not as, like, a practical joke, but, like, literally, like, in, Chine, in Chinese culture, they won't open a coffin once it's closed, and so that's what it smuggled him in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, wow. and, um, wow. <laughs> he's not he's a guy. practical joker. He's like, no, yeah. Like, you <laughs> <like, laughs> write,
6: like, him and Bill Johnson are really close, and they're, they're just really heavy hitters in the spirit, you know? And so, three years ago, I ran into them in San Francisco, it's totally randomly, God, I probably should have served story some people, but God pretty much very randomly got me into this lady's life and we're talking, I don't even know who she is find out she's the wife of this dude and God's telling me to go to China and like, serve him, so that's why we went there And uh, she was our
3: pastor when we went to Hong Kong but... yeah, she was our pastor in Hong Kong and
6: uh, uh, so we went with her yesterday she was in Oakland, because she, she leaves Hong Kong for a month because she hates the weather it's too hot, and so she she like texted me, she's like, hey I'm in Oakland, do you want to come and like visit, and we're like, what the heck yeah, of course, so we, we drove there and um, it was it was a pretty normal hangout time, but I think the story I'm sharing is kind of I'm still in it. It's not really like God did this and it's over. It's kind of like, yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> um, but it, it stirred up it stirs up a lot of things in my heart. Um, very emo- kind of emotional. Like like I hang out with her and I'm all good and I leave. And I'm like, where are all these emotions coming from? And it's it's um, it's kind of something God's bringing up that like for me. Um, of coming back from China, because mostly when I share about China, I share about the good things about China, I'm like, oh, God did this, God did this, but it's actually, um, there's a lot of difficult things, it was a very challenging season, you know, living in a different nation, and um, I think that there's weird parts of my heart that will shut off, and things that happen without me even realizing, you know, over a course of nine months, and they come back to America, and it's like God's slowly opening them up again without you know, in his timing, because he's not trying to overwhelm me, but, um, so there's just, like, things in my heart that I'm like, oh, okay, like, uh, like I found myself being really angry at her for some reason, I don't know, I, I don't have any anger towards her, but I'm driving home, I'm just like, ah, oh. but I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like,
7: what's going on? So it's not, like, a logical thing, it's just, like, a deep thing, where I'm like, why am
6: I mad at you? I don't understand what's going on, and, um, so, anyways, that was just something that I'm kind of, like, in, and something that God was just kind of bringing up, um, from being in China, uh. She was like, definitely our best friend in China, one of our closest friends. It was really funny because I met with her, and she was my only connection in China, and she was telling me, don't come to Hong Kong. And I'm like, I have to. She's like, no, don't come. And I'm like, I have to. And then we get there. And I'm like, Steph's pregnant. She's like, you need to go back. Don't come here. You need to have your baby at home. I'm like, no, God's telling me to. And then miracles happen. And she's like, this is amazing. And I'm like, yeah. And then got something to move back to America, and she's like, don't move back to America. You know? I'm, like, I'm like, dude, sorry, like we just have to be led, you know? So but she was one of our closest friends, you know, it was really, really awesome. Um, and so yeah, it was just a, a a good time to hang out with her. But it also was stirring up all these other things because for me, China is not something to where I'm like thinking about China all the time. I'm not like Looking at magazines of Chinese people crying and like it's not like that. I don't even want to go to China really, but like it's this other thing. You know what I mean? It's like this other thing that God's doing in the spirit. Cause she'll, she'll be like, when do you guys know when you're coming back to China? And I, and I'm like, zero idea. I never think about China
7: until I'm talking with you. You know what I mean? I'm never
6: thinking about it. But in my spirit, I'm like, I know I'll be there one day. It's this weird thing. Like the way we even got to China was like. I never even thought of it. People just started prophesying, hey, I see you in Asia, I see you in Tibet, I see you in the there like, no way. And then one day, me and Pastor Marco and Alex, who's not here, we're praying for Stephen Rank. Um, and we were even praying for me, we were praying for Stephen. And, and Pastor Marco mentions some Chinese apostles, and I just start weeping uncontrollably, like rolling on the ground, like crying for like a half an hour. You know what I mean? Like weird stuff like that, to where it's not even like an emotional thing or a mind thing. It's like something deep in my spirit, you know, so, um, yeah, there was a lot of stirring that happened yesterday, so it's kind of interesting, and, uh, it was a good time, we spent $70 on crappy food, and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the Bay
2: Area,
6: the Bay Area, man, Orinda, you have, have been there. it's like, this really rich, you know, little thing, but anyways, so it was a nice time, um, but, yeah, I yeah. just wanted to share with you guys, I don't really have any closure to that, but. If you guys do that's cool, but uh, just want to let you guys know that's kind of where I'm at, it's what's going on, and
5: it's a stirring with all that. So, I'm still stuck on that dude popping up in the middle of a funeral. <laughs> Ta da! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he his main
6: calling was to bring the Holy Spirit to the underground church. So, they they've been like evangelizing for decades, and no one's getting saved. He comes, baptizes in the Holy Spirit, and then revival starts happening in the underground church. So, he's wanted, and in- yeah, he's very wanted. The government check this out, the government contacts him and says, hey Dennis, we know you're very passionate about religious affairs. And he's like, okay. And they're like, we have a cult here, because there's many cults in China. We have a cult here in China and they're, and they're killing people. How do we? How can we let people like, be aware to not get deceived by this cult? And he's like, the only way you're going to help people not know what's a lie is to give them the truth. And they're like, oh. He's like, yeah, you need to start letting Bibles be sold in China. And they're like, oh. Oh okay and like so he's like he's a very heavy hitter you know he's with the government and stuff it's very interesting he's been arrested multiple times and so anyways and he's a dork and a half oh he's the
2: weirdest guy ever this is weird and well like yeah. first time I met him like not like all in linen with crystal weird. Oh. Just like No 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 but, just, like, just, like, funny. just ask me. Yeah, like
6: funny, like he went to like thirty countries last year. Like that's his schedule. He's like yeah, I was in Jerusalem, then I was in Canada, then I was in Africa. I'm like, What? Like he's he he right? just like this is an interesting guy, you know. He's a he's a very, very different person. Like he shakes hands like this. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> matter, but, yeah, he's a different cookie. But God really has me like, tethered to their family. Um, has been, Stephanie, really tethered to their family to where, like, we're very close with them. And um, it's, it's very interesting. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Um, I feel
3: like uh, part of this is for you. Like a roller coaster, like you have the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, just a really intense like ride sometimes. So when you, I feel like when you come back to here, it's like that ride kind of slows down and it becomes more like, more kind of straight, and it's a very confusing transition. Mm-hmm. Um, but God is so faithful, and He will always give opportunity, like He always, when you will press in for Him, um, to, to shed light on those parts of your journey that most of the people that you know can't really understand. They'll be like, Oh, how was your trip? How was your vacation to China? You know, and you're like, I don't really feel like I can talk to you about that. <laughs> you know, but that God, in His perfect timing, will open those things up and bring healing, because that's His promise. For sure. And so, um, yeah, I just want to encourage you in that, and that, like, He's doing that to make you stronger, and um, to bring His glory in your walk and in your future ministry, because you have to go through this, like... um, what's it called, like, when they, they, the wheat, you know, they,
2: um,
3: Yeah, they're, like, smacking the wheat, you know, to shake out the grain. Yeah. And, like, you have to go through that if, like, because your heart's desire is for the Lord to, um, not to be great in the kingdom, but um, to live for Him and do great things in His name. And so He has to like humble you and break you, and you have to go through that like beating so that um, God's glory can be in your life, and you can know that it's totally Him. Right. And when you do go back to China, the maturity that you're going to have because of those trials and tribulation mm-hmm. is going to get you through so that you don't have to come, come back like this again.
6: Yeah, yeah. That's good. yeah. That's good. I just want to let you guys know I don't feel misunderstood by any of you guys I just want to throw it out there so if you want to ask me about China I'm going to share everything that's on my heart but I think for me it's more of unknown like, like, like if it's like how, how was China? it was good but it, there's other things that are really just a mystery to me about what happened in my heart while I was there you know what I mean? and not just bad but other things so it's it's been an unraveling process, so it's good. But I and, just wanted to let you know.
2: And I want to encourage you, too, is that when God's been speaking to Zach lately, like, mm-hmm. like the most encouraging things God says to him is, the season you don't understand now is a preparation season. And that's the word you gave him. Yes. It's really awesome. It's good to know. Cool. Yeah. Cool. cool. I, well, um, I have one. Do
7: okay. it. Uh, <laughs> my All right. Let's Friday mom called me and told me that my uh, sister had had a miscarriage. She, well, she said she lost the baby. They went to the doctor and the doctor couldn't find a heartbeat. Um, and 10 weeks, this is her first. And when I heard that news, I really felt like, um, like, praying for a miracle and that God had a miracle in store. Um, And I told Jacqueline that and she is, she would describe herself as a realist. Um, So her answer wouldn't normally be that, but she felt the same way, um, that God had a miracle in store. Um, So my sister goes in tomorrow um, to be induced Because she
0: hasn't had the miscarriage yet, Um, she goes
7: tomorrow to be induced, and then Friday they'll go in surgically if it comes to that. But uh, I've talked to my sister, and I told her that I'm praying for her, and that I'm expecting a miracle. And she she's not a believer, so she I mean I don't know how she would describe herself, but. She doesn't really walk in faith anyway so i don't know that she would even know what hope would feel like or be in this situation um but like i said like i am believing for and praying for and contending for a miracle and not like just you know they missed the heartbeat and the baby's still fine like which you know, I would sound like I would complain about that result. <laughs> but I really feel like this baby died and God wants to bring this baby yeah. back. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah. If you guys can be praying for that too. You know. What's your name? Nikki. That's it. Your kid
0: is seriously going to
2: What
0: if
1: we just pray for her right now? On that note, can I add another prayer? Sure.
2: Wait. What I was feeling is at the end of certain prayer.
1: Okay. So, yeah. uh, so the other prayer request is, um, my family has had a really close family that we we're friends with when I was when me and my siblings <coughs> were children, um, and we so we were really close friends with these two autistic boys, um, for the majority of our growing up life. And yesterday, I found out that one of them suicide at 28 years old, and before I had written letters of apology for his existence. Um, so that was kind of not happy at all. So today, my mom and his mom are going to go up to Auburn or something and tell his brother who doesn't know yet, so I'm just wanting to pray for Andrew, which is his brother, who is also autistic,
2: that he won't get thrown off by this. And I think he has faith in Jesus, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, praying for his heart. So. So, it's, actually, it's actually good. Um, so, uh, a couple months ago, I actually want to speak this into the situation, not necessarily the situation of that person, but just in general. Like, the timing of prayer. Um, you know, we say, like, we want to be led of the Lord. Um, and a lot of the times, what we, what we would like is the direct leading of the Lord, but we replace it with principles. When someone says this, you do this. When someone says this, you do this. And that's what the Pharisees did with every single thing, and then they missed Jesus because he didn't line up with what their principle rules told them that they should do in every moments. And I just want to say this. that um, <clears throat> A couple months ago, uh, one of my friends um, was dealing with a severe... Um, bondage. Like a severe recurring sin in his life. And what happened was, is um, we were talking, uh, we were hanging out, and we were talking specifically um, about someone else that had been delivered of some really intense stuff as well. And just all casual. He's like, yeah, why don't you just pray over me? Get rid of this thing. And what it was I could feel my soul wanted to do that immediately. Like, yeah, this is what you do here. Check. You know, like, Yellow yellow light turns on, flip the yellow switch. Someone asks you to pray, you pray. That's what happens. But in the spirit, I heard God say, You're not ready for this right now. You do not approach this thing casually. And very, very often, we approach these things casually, and what it does, it actually slowly erodes our faith. Because we don't see God show up when we ask, but we're asking amiss. Because we're not actually fighting, we're just checking a box. Oh, just pray. Well, there's a problem. We're praying. This is what we do. This is what Christians do. Here's the rule. You know what I mean? And I just want to say that um, that's not. There's nothing wrong. Hello, with like praying when somebody has a prayer request is God saying pray now? That is the question, or one of them. You know what I mean? God, what are you doing here? What do you want to do? And um, I, you know, so many times God will have you on this train where all of a sudden who you already are, what He's already paid for you to walk in and. Who he's bought, which is you now, in fullness, seated with Christ in heavenly places. I mean, these are the the power of God. You, you know, these signs shall follow those who believe that you will lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. They shall be healed. The dead will be raised. That you know. It, you can drink deadly poison and not be affected, which it's amazing to me that the organic folks re- refuse to apply that to that. But well, it's okay. Uh, I, just, I, just it. oh. I just want to say that as um, well. you it! Right? I mean, I just want to say that. It's okay if your faith is allowed into that room. I just want to say that. Um, um, it wasn't for me for six years and I kept getting sicker. Um, I just want to say this. That um, Sorry, that was a little commercial. Um, I want to say this. That that power that we are not just called the walk-in, but we are in well, there's a confusion sometimes where somebody is just like, dude, you need to be like ask for the grace to heal. And then other people will say, well, you already have the grace to heal. It's like, uh, yeah, what I mean by the grace to heal, what I mean by like asking Holy Spirit in the room. Some people have an issue with that. Well, we already have Holy Spirit in us. That's true. When Jesus breathed on them, they, the Holy Spirit entered them is what it said. But then at Pentecost, they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Right. Baptized is external. Right. I just want to say that. Okay, so, you can have the Holy Spirit in you, and still not have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay? I don't say that, because this in and out is two. Okay, it's not that complicated. Just look at the words, you know, baptism, you know, it entered them with of baptism. In the same way, I want to say this. Yes, you do have the chops. Are you fighting against it, though? Or are you not? If you're fighting against it if every single moment, you just want to be entertained and blah blah blah, and I'm just kind of just like I don't really want to deal with life right now, and like I would do that, but I don't like how it's going to feel, and I I know that that God's calling me to do that, but I don't really like the fruit of that afterwards because I'm going to have to deal with this thing in here, and and I that thing it's you're literally it's called being stiff-necked is what the Bible says. So if you're walking a stiff-necked life, you're not ready to do battle against those things because of those things you're already agreeing with, right? Coming in hot here. Okay, so um, all right. So um, so at that moment, I could tell we were too chill. We were too chill, and I don't mean because there's. Once again, I have to to say this because we like to make rules, and so I'm going to try to deconstruct those things before they start. Like, dude, I I literally walked up to somebody and prayed for them, not even thinking they were going to get healed. Yeah, just all casual. Heal them and they're like Whoop-a! and all of a sudden like they're, dude I feel totally different and um I'll give you a little I just feel this is gonna be a a faith stirring morning this morning I have a want to go there a little bit um just hold it whatever <laughs> 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 um, uh, okay I'm just gonna tell you guys a story so um and this actually happened and so. Uh, at the Rock of Roseville, back in the day, there was revival popping off like crazy. You guys remember like the two thousand three revival? Anybody up in here? Was in the two thousand three revival on the Rock? Okay. okay, you guys came right in. before we came. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. you showed up and like, this is amazing. Okay. Yeah. So uh, what was happening at the Rock um, is on on Saturday nights, people will be out front on the sidewalk listening because you couldn't get in. The aisles, I mean, fire code disaster. I mean, if, 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 you know, it's like hilarious. And so um, all this stuff was happening, and I remember um, uh, Francis came up on stage, and he had this this one sermon. He called it like you, like, you will see a miracle today or something like that. And so he came up, and he's like, you guys, you are going to see a miracle. You're going to see three miracles today before you leave today. And people were like shifting. They're like, oh, you kidding, you know, mm-hmm. waiting, you know. And Francis is always tricky with how he preaches, or at least he used to be. I don't know how he preaches a book. But, um, but um, he, uh, he started preaching about miracles and how God's moving and all this crazy stuff. And then he called up this girl, her name was Eileen. And Eileen, not Eileen, but Eileen. And Eileen got up and started talking about um, just this whole thing that had happened to her. And how she got saved and how Jesus actually appeared visibly in front of her and said, I've been here your whole life, you're mine. Like, give your life to me. It's, it's like this, she does what he looks like. It's amazing. And so so she gets up and starts talking. And he's like, this is the first miracle. And I'm like, okay. Oh. And then um, after that, then this other girl gets up named mm-hmm. Katrina. And Katrina gets up and talks about how she was led to the Lord um, through a series of events. The Holy Spirit filled the car and driving home from the Bay Area. And she's driving. And she just starts laughing and puts her hands up, and the person leading her— little, that was me, by the way. i um, had to grab the wheel, like, and all this like, okay, you know, I'm like, all right, God, you got this, you, know? you have this, you know? it's The mountains between Vacaville and um, and uh, Fairfield, um, going in the fast lane, um, and then I got pulled up, and um, and he's like, and he's like, it started with this guy, you know, and and then um, and then I got up and started talking about how it started with my grandmother, and then we got to talk about that, and like how blah blah. blah. And then he basically was just like. Every one of you that is sitting in here that is saved, someone prayed for you. Yeah. Someone was praying for you. Most of you know who that was. Um, just a beautiful thing. And I don't want to make a rule about that either. I'm just saying it's just gratitude. You know, not like math. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah. I love math. Um that was for Jared. Uh, <laughs> Jared actually found a really beautiful, uh, did you still want what old math books that look good? Okay, great. Sorry. All right, So um, this is so what happened was, is out afterwards, um, actually during the message, uh, Francis was like, has anyone in here ever seen a miracle? This is before all the people were brought in. And this dude, this guy was straight tore back. I mean, really. He had like the neck brace and the back brace and he had crutches and like the long like leg cast. His arm's all like this. He's got like a thing on his head. And you're like... Oh. Like, there's something really bad happened there, you know, Just like, and they're like, does anybody have, has anybody ever seen a miracle? And this dude's like, I've seen a miracle! Like, oh, man, you know, like, Ooh. You're like, I bet you have, you know, and so, um, anyway, um, and of course, the, and he's like, walking, like, trying to get down to tell everybody about it. And ushers are kind of like, getting this guy to sit down. Okay, so, um, and he looked, I mean, he looked, I mean, to be fair, this guy looked jacked up even before he had all that stuff. I mean, looked, I'm serious. Like he looked like one of those just dudes, you know? Like, like, you, like your your car breaks down in the mountains and this dude shows up, you know? Like in the pickup, you know, with like bullet casings and like cigarettes or something. And you're like, you need a ride? And you're like, yeah. And one like, ah. like, walk, you know, it's like this is what it looked like anyway. So then on top of all this, man, and this dude seemed a miracle. We're like. All right. Okay, so afterwards, this is what happened after church. And then the service was amazing. People got saved. The Holy Spirit dropped. It was amazing. People were getting healed all over the place. Okay, so it's me and my friend Jeff, and we're out front. And we're like... I mean, most of you know about the rock, but you know, there's a sidewalk right out front. And right on the corner there, there was a car park there, and and there's all these people walking around. And Jeff and I kind of pull over to the side just to talk um, just about things the Lord was doing. And I hear... You are a miracle of God! Heckle out. And I look over, there's that dude, and he's looking right at me and pointing at me. And I'm like, All right, man, like, whatever, you know, let's, let's engage, you know? And so he's, like, hobbling over, you know? And he gets over to me, and he starts crying. He's, like, just weeping and weeping. He's like, You're a miracle of God! And I'm like, All right, man, you're probably drunk, dude. I love you, you know? He's like, I'm just, like, loving on him, you know? And then he starts telling me this story. And he... This is hectic, you guys. I mean, rough. So, um, he uh, a year before that, he was in a head-on collision in his Honda Civic with a semi. Oh, oh yeah. I guess um, some dude was thoroughly intoxicated and with a semi and got on the wrong side of the freeway in the middle of the night. And so he was in the slow lane, but thought he was in the fast lane, cooking at like 70 miles an hour. This guy lived. I mean, that's what he meant by, I've seen a miracle. Because, I mean, you don't... I mean, The math doesn't make sense. I mean, mm. you know what I mean? You do not survive that. You, you don't survive hitting a tree, much less a tree traveling at you at 70 miles an hour that happens to weigh 50 tons. I mean, you know what I mean? It's just the whole thing's crazy. So he, he lived through that. I guess, like, it, it jumped his car. I mean, I don't, I don't even know how that happened. So anyway, so he lived... But, of course, all this stuff's going on, and he's got, you know, reconstructive everything. This is why he's all jacked up. Um, His neck's all bent out of shape. Well, he had all this internal damage, so, of course, he went into the hospital, and the hospital has no idea how to deal with bacteria. So, they, um, it's like the dark ages, and that's why you get staff in the hospitals at the time, and, um, no one's going to get staff here. Okay, and so, um, they're, they're, like, cutting into him and doing all this stuff. Well, he got this intestinal bacterial infection, and it started to eat up his intestines the point where literally he's in so much excruciating pain, he's just on all this morphine all the time. And so when he comes to us, he's all jacked up. Like severely jacked up. Well, he's all depressed and stuff. Every single human being in his life was telling him to kill himself. Including his wife and his children. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. just absolutely insane. While they're telling him to kill yourself... The shipping company, which is a massive like international conglomerate, is like, we will give you $70 million to shut up. To not tell everybody what happened. <laughs> what? Kill yourself, your life is over. $70 million, move to, to Tahiti or whatever you want to do. And he's over here like, dude, I'm, I'm out. So he did that for me. Is he shaved? I'm so looking, whatever presentable means in that culture. And um, went to church one last time so he could drive off of a cliff. He knew the cliff and everything. He said, there's one cliff. It's over by Tahoe. And I knew exactly what cliff it was. He was going to kill himself that day. And Jeff and I were standing in front of his driver's side door so he couldn't get in. And that's why he, he's like, okay, God, you got to show me a miracle. And he's taught, he told me all this afterwards. you got to show me a miracle. And he's like, if you want me, to, if you don't want me to not do this, you gotta show me something. And then, of course, like I'm the one that was on stage or whatever, you know, like the miracle or whatever. And I'm standing. I will not let him in his car. And that's when he's like, "You are a miracle." And that's what that. Did. Oh okay. So, so, now me and Jeff are like, "This is hectic." You know what I mean? Like, wow. Well, he only told us half the story. He told us about what he went through and about his intestines. So, me and Jeff are like, "Lord." To be honest with you, I was just annoyed. I just gotta be honest. I just want to talk to Jeff. And this dude was a solid all so I'm excited to know the whole story and sometimes we forget that everybody has stories. We just like, it's just easy to kind of, you know what I mean? Um, especially if they're, they look more hectic than usual and they're asking for something, you know what I mean? Um, like, what would it take for you to get to the place where your hair was all rocky and like, you know, like you're all jacked up and you just had dirt on your sweater that you don't even care if you brush it off anymore? And now you're like, show up at the mall in Roseville, California, all like knowing everybody sees you all bad, and you're still asking for money. What would have to happen to you, you know what I mean, to get you to that place? And I think sometimes we just don't, we just forget that other people have stories, you know. Okay, so so we just pray for him. I'm like, I'm like, Shondai, okay, thanks man, You like, have a good day. You know, I'll see you next Sunday, or whatever. But as we're praying for him, he's like, like tripping. Like, he's kind of shaking and stuff. He drops his crutches and stuff. And he's like, he's got this other situation happening all of a sudden. He's just like, I feel something, man. Like, I'm like, great. You know, and he's just like, I think I'm healed. <laughs> and Jeff, like, that's cool. And pretty soon he's like, I'm healed. He takes his thing off. He's like, really? He's just tripping. And I'm oh like, awesome. You know, and then he's like, Dude, I got this stomach thing, man. Can you pray for me? I'm like, great. So we put our hands on his stomach. And he's just like, afterwards, he's like, he's all crying and laughing, like, and you can tell when a face hasn't laughed in a, in a really long time. That's what that laugh looked like. It's almost like it creaks. You know what I mean? Like, and um, <laughs> yeah, no, but, but it does. It, it, literally, I know it sounds funny, but literally, it seems like that. Like when you, when you know. And um, the people that are laughing are the people that know what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, and so um, so sure enough, like, I, he's like, I need your phone number, man. I'm like, oh yeah, here you go, man. Like. Back then I'd give my number to any crazy dude that wanted it. Like in the very least, we can just hang out. You know, like it'll be interesting. So um uh, I don't really have that much margin now. Um so um so what happened is uh, he called me. Oh, and then he told us the other half of the story. That's important. He told us the other half about how he was gonna kill himself, about all this crazy stuff, how his whole family's telling him to kill himself all the time, and finally he's just gonna just do it. And um and then that seventy million was it was just going to be because like, it wasn't even contracts yet. He's just like, whatever, I'm not even worth it. That was his thing. I'm not even worth having that. Well, he was going to the doctors in two days to have another surgery where they were going to like bind more of his intestines together. Oh he calls me on, the, and by the way, I've been saved like maybe four months. So this like this was normal for me. I'm like, I'm like. God I, I thought that the only reason why people weren't saved is because they hadn't heard the gospel. That was the naive part, <laughs> because I had never heard it until I was 27. Preach the gospel to Midtown Sacrament. Okay, so um, uh, I got a call two days later, and he's like, I'm like working at this Bible bookstore that God totally got me the job at. And this guy is like, Hey, Brad! I don't forget his name. It's so and so. And I'm like, Who? Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Like, God just let me remember that. And he's like, I'm healed, man! And like, they went to the doctor and had perfect intestines.
0: And yeah, and like, all And all
2: this different stuff is happening. And um, so great. And so um, then I got to call my cessationist Baptist grandmother and be like, Granny, oh, I prayed of her guy until I got healed. And she's just like, okay. Like, what do you say to that? It's like he's healed and There's no arguing. And so um, so my grandma like knew healings happened. But they just kind of don't. It was kind of one of those situations, you know. Um, Mostly because her denomination was all about the rules. And so, um, and uh, you know, God doesn't like to bless the rules. But even when you have them, he'll still kind of show up because he still does what he says he's going to do. But it's not a justification for the rules and the, the legalism. And I think sometimes... We get caught up in that. Well, I was doing this and it worked, so I'm going to keep doing it. And God's like, I didn't bless that part. <laughs> That's the part I want you to get rid of. You know, um, somehow you turn into an acidic cure.
4: <laughs>
0: okay.
2: so <I'm> like, <laughs> didn't tell you to do that. Um, so, um, well, okay. I, I want to go into the word, and I want to continue this faith train. Okay. All right. So um, we're going to Second Kings chapter six. Actually, technically, chapter 7, I'm going to talk about 6 because, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to wait for y'all to get there or type there, whatever you need to do. Um... <clears throat> All right. Okay, y'all ready? Go for it. Is anybody not ready? It's okay. Fantastic. Second Kings 6. It's not next to Romans. It's... Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Kings, Romans, countrymen? Okay. Alright. Sorry, I thought about one of you would have gotten that. Okay, so, um... Alright, horses and chariots of fire. We're now talking about Elisha. I'm not going to get into the history of Elisha. That's for another time. That was actually two months ago. Okay. The king of Syria was warring against Israel. Syria did not like Israel. Let's just camp out right there for a second. Wait, where are you? I'm at 2 Kings chapter 6, but I'm just going to talk through that, Uh, and we'll see in chapter 7. Okay, Okay. so, chapter 6, verse 8. I'm just going to kind of talk through this here a little bit. The king of Syria hated Israel. He wanted that land. He wanted that hill. He wanted everything they had, because Israel was blessed constantly. Even if you look at pictures, like aerial photos of Israel, (laughs) whenever Israel has the land, it's green. And everything right outside of that border is brown. Like, you know, like just there's nothing growing there. And then what happens is that Israel will annex more land for peace. They'll give it to Palestine. They've now given over a third of their land just in the last 10 years to Palestine for peace. It never works. Um, and uh, they give them that land. And now you can look. And now it's just a green thing that looks all chopped up. Because it's still not green over there because, well, Islam is desolate. And so um, there's not a lot of green that happens there. And so, it's um, just beautiful to watch. So it's obvious that God's blessing is on that. Now it even it looks like a puzzle piece now, but it's still green where it's a puzzle piece. I can only imagine that's what was happening then. Um, all these nations wanted Israel, constantly. And if you ever notice, whenever Israel is being oppressed because of their rebellion, not because God couldn't win. Um, and they would always be told ahead of time, Hey, if you don't do this, I'm going to give you to those people. And they... And they they would do it anyway, or they wouldn't do it, or whatever. And then they would be in those people. And so it's kind of one of those situations. But they're always hiding in wine presses. There's a lot of wheat fields. These people, like those people that take them over, are always like, getting a lot of food from them. They would tell me that God was faithful, making it a plentiful, bountiful land like you promised, flowing with milk and honey. The ten only saw giants. The two saw the milk and honey. Okay, great. Here's Syria, one of those people. The people groups that just really want all this this abundance, but they don't know how to cultivate it. Once the king of Syria, this is uh, 2 Kings 6 verse 8. Once the king of Syria was warring against Israel, he took counsel with his servants, saying, At such and such a place shall be my camp. But the man of God sent word to the king of Israel. Beware that you do not pass that place, because the Syrians are going down there. And it just keeps going, like, the mind of the king of Syria was greatly troubled because of this thing. He called his servants and said, will you not show me who of us is for the king of Israel? <laughs> like, who's the dude? Like, who's the mole? You know, like, who's telling? And they're, well, there's this guy. His name's Elisha. And God just tells them all this stuff. And they're all, okay, we're not having this. Let's go kill Elisha. <laughs> okay, so he sends this massive army out to Elisha. To go just kill that dude so he can get back to the the the, the king of Israel. Not God is telling him, and maybe I shouldn't fight against this, I should be. No, no, no. He's so caught up in the one thing he wants, he doesn't see everything God's doing. That's the number one. So many times we can want something so bad, even something good, like people to love us, or community, or my rent to get paid, or... <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. What we, we start fixating on it so much that we actually become bitter when we don't get it. And all of a sudden, everything God's doing is irrelevant. Right. And even by that point, even if He gives us that thing, it doesn't matter anymore. It's kind of like a kid screaming and kicking for one cracker or something, and by the time you give him the cracker, he just feels like all this shame. like, Ugh. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that. So here's the king of Syria. He's about to go through this. and um, <clears throat> Heavily. And uh, here he is. Instead of what is God doing, this obvious omniscient God, because he knows everything I say in my secret chambers, and tells a guy to tell the king of Israel. He's like, do we got to go kill this dude that's hearing from the Lord? Which is usually what bitterness does as well. This is a bitterness message, but just a commercial running through. Um, bitterness does this. Bitterness eventually will start fighting against what God is doing in the moment. Yes. And you know it's bitterness... When after the, the reasons why bitterness says it's bitter is solved, it just jumps to another reason. That's how you know you have bitterness in your heart. Okay, now here comes the. <laughs> I wasn't want to read it, but I'll I'll tell the story. Okay, so the this massive army surrounds the citadel that Elisha and his servant are in, and the servant says, "We're gonna die." <laughs> and Elisha says more on our on our on our side than are out there. And his servant basically says something to the fact like, you're losing your money. You know? And Elisha says, God, open his eyes. And all so not not just in the citadel, but actually surrounding the massive army that's surrounding them are these chariots of fire and the, the angelic host, like the armies of God are surrounding them. And all of a sudden, the servant's like, cool. That's, I'm paraphrasing there, but that's the King Brian version, but that's pretty pointless. And so at a certain point, then Elisha goes, Lord, blind their eyes. And all of a sudden, that entire army can't see. Now, I want you to see what's happening today in our midst with what happened then. Okay? Because principles still applies, especially since God's telling me to preach this. Okay. They couldn't see anything except that they were surrounded. They couldn't see anything but the challenge, the task at hand, whatever it may be. Whatever. Nerve, whatever, whatever Um Whatever it is. Accusation. Betrayal. Uh, loss of a job. It doesn't matter. Whatever Satan is trying to exalt above knowing God's character, what He's already yes. promised. Yeah. Okay, and I'm gonna get to the promise at the end. That's the main kicker. Okay, <clears throat> what happens is is sometimes it takes someone with greater faith, not because we don't already have it in us, but sometimes it takes someone else coming alongside and reminding us and waking us to the reality. <laughs> like Bonnor on a regular basis. Thank you. <clears throat> um, and so. Um, this is what happens. All of a sudden, you see what what God's really doing behind everything, and all of a sudden, now you're like, oh, blend the rest.
0: That's
2: it's that easy. It's like it doesn't matter anymore. We're cool. We're cool. I don't. I don't it doesn't. It just doesn't matter. I, I can tell you right now that if you were walking around in my neighborhood that I grew up in, Oak Park, and you're like walking and you have to be Caucasian in the early '90s, like I was, and you're just chilling, and all of a sudden, like. Five dudes in blue show up. Well, you know they're not from that neighborhood, and you know they're there to start trouble. That's just that's it. And I'm like, they were red. They were only in red. Because <laughs> then I could sing, and then they would think it was cool, and I wouldn't beat up. <laughs> okay, so all of a sudden these like dudes in blue show up. Well, in that situation, if I could see in the spirit and I and, and God would show me what was really happening, if all of a sudden, like there was a whole massive army of, like, gilded, flaming sword. And they were all on my side, surrounding all those. People. I would not worry about that at all. I'd just be like, what's up, gentlemen? Have you lost? You know, like, <laughs> um, it would be different. You know, instead of like, "Hey guys,
0: Just, just, just give it to me. Just, just
2: get it over with. You know, I'm so... Um, okay, what I want to say is, is that in our midst, whatever the challenge may be, whatever it is, it just doesn't matter. Because God's already told us where he's taking us. Amen. So anything that comes your way right. that seems like it's not going to take you there, know this, that there is something around beyond that perimeter that's, yet, right. that's right. still going to get you to where you know you are. That's what I want to say, is that we can stand on the promises of the Lord. We can stand on the goodness of God. If he says we're getting here, then anything in between that that says you're not is something to be fought against. Amen. Something to agree with. Good? Thank you you for that. Okay, yeah. Uh, It's it's okay. Okay, just no tambourines. All right. Um. Have you ever, it's a little side note, have you ever noticed the one person that's got the tambourine is always the person that doesn't got the rhythm? Yeah. Have you noticed that? I have. Okay, it's alright. It's alright. It's just amazing to watch. It's incredible. It's like and they want to do it. I Okay. Sorry. Just got to say that. Alright. It's <laughs> hard to control it. Kind of. Kind of. Okay. Ruth's like, it's kind of hard to control that. Okay. Um, so, uh, okay. So next... Now we, we fast forward a little bit. I love this part. <laughs> I just love this part. Okay, so um so then their eyes get blinded, but that's not the end. But that's not the end. What happens is, is that Elijah says, Oh, you're at the wrong place. I'll, I'll get you to I'll get you to Elijah, don't worry. And he leads them pretty much the distance of like from here to the galleria. All these this all these blind soldiers, come on, just. Just hold it, you know, like hold a person next to them. Like it's like it's like an episode of Barney. And he's like, just bring all these Syrian like soldiers. And he leads them right into the middle of Israel. Wow. And then he says, open their eyes. He actually leads them to the king of Israel. Open their eyes. And they're like, whoa! And Israel and the king is like, do you want me to kill him? Do you want me to kill him? Because we can do this right now. I wasn't willing to do that before when they were after you, but now that, that they had no weapons and they're in the middle of nowhere and they're like, and now we have the element of surprise. You want me to kill them? Somebody says that's the King Brian version, but the King of Israel was nowhere to be found when Elisha was in trouble. Um, okay, so Elisha says, "This would you kill them if they were prisoners of war, or would you want to be killed if you were a prisoner of war? No. Set food and drink in front of them." I want to say this much. Don't do this for demons because they don't deserve anything. I want to say this much, though. When it comes to people accusing you, people that are agreeing right. with that thing that is going to get in the way of where you know God has already said we're all going and someone will be here and just they're having a weak moment, day, month, whatever, and they're, they're now standing in the way, usually in the name of not standing in the way. Yeah. Usually in actual hatred of the things that stand in the way. They don't realize they are actually standing in the way now. Yeah. That's not the time to cut them in half. That's not the time to slay them as an enemy of the future or whatever. That's the time to lay food and drink before them. That's the time to love them and care for them. You know the scripture that says this, um, um, if someone sins against you, go and talk to them about it. They don't hear it, bring somebody else. They don't hear it, bring it to the elders. What's the fourth thing? If they don't hear, then what? Treat them as a tax collector or a sinner. Well, how do you treat tax collectors and sinners according to Jesus? You love them. Yeah, no, I'm just <laughs> You love them! I, so many times I've heard this, like, especially the manipulative ones, like the passive aggression. Like, I right did this, to the elder, and now, now they're dead to me. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> uh, is that what you're supposed to do to tax collectors and sinners? They're dead to you? Is that how you interpret scripture? Like, no, whoa, what are we doing? Instead, you love them. And so, you have this, the enemy to where we're going. At that moment, they're agreeing with the enemy to where we're going. They're not technically the enemy. Well, you don't just cut them in half, kill them, bury them in, you know, the, the, the place of shame, you know, Golgotha or whatever. That's not what you do. Instead, we feed them. We clothe them. We honor them. We give them water. We, we basically give them a prophet's reward. This is what we do. Uh, when they're in our midst, th- that's what we do. We, we, we restore as best we can, as much as God is leading us to do. Um, and that is definitely when you're supposed to hear the Lord, not principles, because well, principles don't work when you're sowing up pain in people usually unless God is saying use this principle right now. How many of you got kids? You? I do. Fantastic. Okay, great. How many of you have figured this out yet? That here's a list of what you're supposed to do as a mother or father. And that here's what you're actually supposed to be doing in the moment.
0: Uh-huh.
2: How many of you have realized yet or, or even spouses or even friends? That here's a list of what a friend does or here's a list of what a husband does or here's a list of what a wife does and that's actually distracting you from your husband or wife or child or friend? Yes. That that is actually distracting you from it. Yeah, right. Like, here's a list of what wives do. And your husband's like, where are you?
0: <laughs> You're like freaking out because you've hurt chicken
2: and then just go out. Like, I just love you. You know, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like... Like, here's the list of what husbands do. You know, it's just like, like I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. i worthless. And she's like, whoa, whoa. You yeah, know, it's like, chill out, man. It's like, like, okay, you know. Yeah. Um, friends, same thing. You know, friends do this, 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 this. Hold on. Did you make that rule? Well, no, I got it from this thing over here. Hold on. What if the person you're friends with, that how they display love differently?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I just want to say that... All these different things can get in the way of what God just actually wants you to do in the moment. Come on, Um, I'll give you one example. We do a Messianic Passover every year. I just talk about Jesus the whole time. Not trying to turn everybody Jewish or anything. In fact, I make sure we have at least one pork product there just to be sure that no one thinks that Jesus said it's all clean, man. It's like like, if you're a Jew, fine. You're supposed to be an oracle and a peculiar people to the world, which is why they had all those laws and regulations. Jesus isn't anti-pork. That's why he said, nothing is unclean. There's a reason he said that. Nothing you eat defiles you. That's the reason he said that. Okay. look like Kung Fu, you're just like, But I want to say this much. Um, at a certain point, that was a little commercial, sorry. And I'm going to get back to the actual commercial, and then I'm going to get back to what i was talking about. Um, in the Passover, Jesus even broke a law, a rule, that was set down by God to Moses. But he didn't actually break it. This is not so beautiful about this. In the Passover, there's a bowl, and every Jewish family will have this bowl, and it is only used for one thing for about five minutes a year. And it's to dip the fingers in the bowl during Passover as a symbolic washing. There's only one basin sitting around at a Passover meal. You're not supposed to have any other basins in the room, so it's like a big deal. There's only one basin in the entire Passover meal, and it's that one that most likely was in the family for like six generations, where everybody would they only put their own fingers in, and then would, we <laughs> okay, put that away again. We're going to see that next year during Passover, right? The Bible says Jesus took a basin, wrapped a towel around his, feet, or around his waist, and washed everybody's feet in it. You're not even supposed to put food in that thing. It's not supposed to touch anything but the hands that have already been washed. That's a huge Think about that. It was so, like, Peter's like, I am not going to do that. It wasn't just like, you can't wash my feet, which is usually how it's preached. Well, no, because people didn't like to wash their feet. Well, yeah, that was a servant's job, and I get that. But it was way more scandalous than what's already been preached. He put his feet in the bowl that has never had anything but fingers in it. Like, this is like a affront to what Jewish tradition would have been for this entire meal. But Jesus is like, you don't get it. You're holding up these traditions that, this is coming to the third point here. You're holding up all these principles and traditions that represent me, but you have me now.
0: Okay,
2: right. oh. me. You're getting all pissed because I'm ruining your stupid bowl, and that represents what I'm about to do tonight. Mm-hmm. The bowl doesn't mean anything because it's me. I'm here. It's like, it's, it's like, like you get a card from your long lost brother every year and you're looking at him. and he comes through the door and you're like, don't interrupt me, I'm reading it. That's about the equivalent. Yeah. The bowl is the card, but he's actually in the room. Amen. That's why he blew up the Passover. <laughs> Seriously. Um, so, but, but it's all beautiful. It's like amazing. He just fills every single part. He's like, this is me, by the way. And once you see it, you're like, the Jews don't know that? Like, this is so obvious. Anyway, there's the commercial. All right. Now... We get down to this. They literally sent the Assyrians Assyrians back to their camps. Here's some food. Here's some water. Here's some honor. Be on your way. If that's not the the character of God, you have them at your mercy. They're blind. They could have said so many different times, this guy could have killed me. Just like Saul in the cave with David. David, like, it, it said Saul is basically taking a crap in the, um, in the cave. And um, and uh, David and all his mighty men are hiding in that cave. And David, like, like sneaks up behind him and cuts a corner off of his robe without him knowing and he comes back. And later, like, he's like, Saul, it's me. And Saul's like, kill him. He's like, hold on a sec. You see this? Check your robe. I cut this off of you. I could have put a knife in your back in a heartbeat. And then the, immediately he's like, and he has this one moment of clarity for maybe about 24 hours before he's trying to kill David again. Always happy. Um, and uh, this is the same thing. It's the same character of God that he has Elisha walking in. You just took all these people trying to kill you, but my heart isn't actually they'd be destroyed. My heart is that they would turn to me. Send them home. Cool. So, send them home. Now, we get down to 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 24. After this, Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, mustered his entire army and went up and besieged Samaria. There was a great famine in Samaria as they besieged it, until a donkey's head was sold for 80 shekels of silver, two years' wages, and the fourth part of a cob of of dove's dung for five shekels of silver. Bird poop, month's wages. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) Who does not know what sieging means? Anybody does not know what sieging means? Do you know what sieging means? Cool. You don't know what sieging is? I don't. When you siege a city, or when you siege a house, or when you siege something, when someone is under siege, this is what happens. You just surround it and wait for months and months. You don't let any food come into that place. You don't let any water come into that place. You don't let anything come into that place. And they just start, and they just, humans, they're just using up resources internally till eventually, there's nothing left. And then you take it. That's what sieging is. So they were sieging Samaria so bad that there was no food for a long time. So eventually, a donkey head, they're having an auction. They're like, here's a donkey head. There's some kind of nutrients in this somewhere. Somebody's like, two years wages. Here's about a third of this of pigeon poop. Month wages. Just to eat it. There's no food. Because this is hardcore. hard pork. This is next level. Then it gets worse. This isn't funny. This is crazy. Now as the king of Israel was passing by on the wall... A woman cried out to him saying, Help, O Lord, my king. And he said, If the Lord will not help you, how shall I help you? (laughs) From the threshing floor or from the winepress. And the king asked her, What is your trouble? And she said, This woman said to me, Give me your son that we may eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. So we boiled my son and ate him. And on the next day I said to her, Give me your son that we may eat him, but she has hidden her son. And when the king heard the words of this woman, he tore his clothes. Now he was passing by on the wall, and the people looked, and behold, he had sackcloth beneath beneath on his body. And he said, May God do so to me and more also, if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, remains on his shoulders today. He's basically blaming Elisha for this. Elisha was sitting in the house, and the elders were sitting with him. Now the king had dispatched a man from his presence. But before the messenger arrived, Elisha said to the elders, Do you see how this murderer has has sent to take off my head? Look, when the messenger comes, shut the door and hold the door fast against him. Is not the sound of his master's feet behind him? And while he was still speaking with them, the messenger came down to him and said, This trouble is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? The king is saying to Elisha. And this is chapter 7. This is actually, believe it or not, the actual message. But Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Tomorrow about this time of day, A seah, or a measure, of fine flour Shall be sold for what it was sold for Before this whole entire thing happened And two measures of barley For the same price as sold before this thing happened Actually a little cheaper At the gates Then the captain on whose hand the king leaned Said to the man of God If the Lord himself shall make windows in heaven Could this thing be Meaning even if he poured all that food Just into our city right now How about even But Elisha said You shall see it with your own eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Okay? Now there were four men who were lepers. This is my message here, and then we're going to get to the end of the promise. Now there were four men who were lepers at the entrance to the gate. And they said to one another, Why are we sitting here until we die? If we say, Let us enter the city, the famine is in the city, we shall die there. And if we sit here, we die also. So now let's come, let's go over to the camp of the Syrians. Let's go to the camp of the enemy. Let's go into the world. If they spare our lives, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall die. So they rose at twilight. They're basically saying this. If we stay here, we're going to die. But if we go into the unknown, it might be hectic. They could kill us. But at least there's some question of whether or not. Let's go over there. Now granted, this is still the same day that Elisha said this is going to happen, but they don't know all this. So this is obviously the Lord. So they arose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. I'm sorry, i got to say this. The Lord just hand this to me. Okay, this means, okay, you ever heard that the term, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous? Have yeah. you ever heard that? Raise right. your hand if you've never heard that scripture. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. Okay. Okay. What that means is, is, well, I mean, one of the things it means, is don't just jump off into the world and be like, wealth of the wicked. <laughs> what that means is this. God sometimes will have you get up out of a place of hopelessness and go where most Christians would say, don't go there. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Or whatever it may be. But yet you show up into that place, and all of a sudden, you're getting blessed thoroughly.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. And then now you bring it back. Now you have that. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He loves to do that. Mm -hmm. But it's not a quote-unquote principle. Mm -hmm. You know, I've heard it preached. We all know this isn't true, but I'm still going to say it. We've heard it preached. Man, look at that guy. God is blessing that man. Look at all the money. Look, if the more you're blessed, the more money you have, then Fifty Cent should be the most righteous and happy person on planet Earth. You know what I'm saying? Like the Caliph of like Arabia should just be chilling, and everybody around him just all happy and free. But that's just not true. Money doesn't equal righteousness. We all know that. Yeah, your blessing. Really, sometimes money is a curse to some people. You know what I mean? Okay, great. All right. I love this. So the lepers rose at twilight. Sun's going down. To go to the camp of the Syrians. But when they came to the edge of the camp of the Syrians, behold, there was no one there. I love it. Okay. For the Lord had made the army of the Syrians hear the sounds of chariots and of horses, The sound of a great army, so that they said to one another, Behold, the king of Israel is hired against us, the kings of the Hittites and the kings of Egypt to come against us. So they fled away as the sun was going down, and abandoned their tents, their horses and their donkeys, leaving the camp as it was, and fled for their lives. And when these lepers came to the edge of the camp, they went into a tent and ate and drank, and they carried off silver and gold and clothing and went and hid them. Then they came back and entered another tent and carried off things from it and went and hid them. Then they said to one another, We're not doing right. (laughs) This day is a a day of good news. If we are silent and wait until the morning light, punishment will overtake us. Now therefore come, let us go and tell the king's household. So they came and called the gatekeepers of the city and told them, We came to the camp of the Syrians, and behold, there was no one there to be seen or heard. Nothing but the horses tied and donkeys tied in the tents as they were. Then the gatekeepers called out, and it was told within the king's household. And the king rose in the night and said to his servants, I will tell you what the Syrians have done to us. They know that we are hungry. Therefore they have gone out of the camp to hide themselves in the open country, thinking. When they come out of the city, we shall take them alive and get into the city. And one of his servants said, Let some men take five of the remaining horses. See that those who are left here will fare like the whole multitude of Israel who have already perished. Let us send and see." So they took two horsemen, and the king sent after them the armies of Syrians, saying, Go and see. So they went after them as far as the Jordan, and behold, all the way was littered with garments and equipment, and the Syrians had thrown away in their haste. And the messengers returned and told the king. Then the people went out and plundered the camp of the Syrians. So a seah of fine flour was sold, how it was sold before. And two seahs of flour were sold a little bit less than what it sold before the siege, according to the word of the Lord. Now the king had appointed the captain on whose hand he leaned to have charge of the gate. And the people trampled him in the gate, so he died. As the man of God had said, when the king came down to him. For when the man of God had said to the king, Two seas of barley shall be sold, and the sea of flour shall be sold for as much as it was before, about this time tomorrow. And the captain had answered the man of God, If the Lord himself should make windows in heaven for this thing be. And he said, You shall see it with your own eyes, but shall not eat of it. And so it happened to him. For the people trampled him in the gate, and he died. So it was the captain or the king? Captain. thought it was the king. Um, so, So, here's the deal. There's a promise of the Lord. He promises it ahead of time. That's what a promise is. He promises it. It doesn't matter if it actually happens or when it's happening or what things are in motion to make it happen or anything you can see in the natural. It's completely and utterly irrelevant and actually might even be distracting from the promise itself. If he tells you something's going to happen and you know it was him, then it's going to happen. That's the. That's it. That's it. Even to the point, if it never happens, you stand on it. That's the point. The prophets always never saw the truth. It says the prophets peered into these things that we are now seeing. Yeah. They never once saw Messiah. Right. But they knew he was coming and they lived their lives like he's showing up any moment. Instead of... Oh, he's like, do whatever I want Peter even says the same thing in the last days let's say where's the promise that is coming it, things have been going on since they've gone in from the beginning let's just eat and drink and be merry for tomorrow we die kind of put two scriptures together but it's, it's the same content okay well the point is is that it's not about well Jesus didn't show up yesterday or the day before so he's probably not going to show up today so I'm just going to kind of sneak off and do something else that's not you know that's obviously not what I'm saying um what i'm trying to get at is that god has spoken we know that he's taking this body somewhere good we know that and his promise is such that if like i'm not even putting a time cap on it and our soul likes to do that and i want to remove that band-aid that we think is helping but is hurting i want to remove that idea that if it ha- if it doesn't happen by this point i'm gonna i'm gonna then, then start pulling back if it doesn't happen by this point, I'm probably, not, I'm probably going to find somewhere else. If it doesn't happen by this, you see what I'm saying? God has told Katie and I we are going to have children. We've been married over 10 years. We've been wanting children since day one. You know this. Um, it, it affects Katie and I's time together. It is a recurring conversation. I have a new motivation for having children. Not having this stupid conversation about it anymore.
0: <laughs> I'm
2: serious. I actually told Katie that the night before last. So I really want kids. I'm like, yes, yeah, so do I. I got a new reason now, you know, um, um because this is just invading now like our, our time together. It's not even peaceful, you know. I mean it's we're not arguing about it necessarily, but there's a lot of emotion attached to that, you know, and so um, like, how many of you know that Katie would be, like, an amazing mom? Right? mean like, yeah, like Right? Okay, so just, just saying that. And so, um... Okay. Anyway, I, I did get prayed over uh, Thursday night, and something really dramatic happened in my heart with all that. I, as I was getting prayed over, later I even put my hand out for my little girl. Like, like, it was amazing. And just, like, just like already have an encouragement for her. Like, already a way to build her up. Like, it was just this beautiful time. It was, it was really good. It, it was God really invoking, once again, like, you need to believe in the areas that you have waned. That is the word for us. He's not asking you just to camp out in your strengths. He's asking you to, to shore up belief once again in the places that you've allowed to wane. Whether it's because of betrayal, personal sin, the sins of others, it is completely irrelevant because all those are covered by the blood. It's We're all clean. We're all clean under this glorious grace. If that's the case then shore up those weak places once again because he is taking us somewhere and you will need to be able to swim. You will need the strength. And so now is the time to shore it up. Not when the the water is rising too fast. If you are a proficient swimmer, water rises fast, you're like, awesome. You're not even thinking about it. You're a Navy SEAL. Navy SEALs are trained when they're shot to get back to the water. The water is their safety. But if you didn't know how to swim, that's the last place you'd go. We are called to be Navy SEALs in this respect. Um, That when the waters are are rising, that we will actually be proficient in navigating those waters. And so today, he's asking us to shore up our faith and to actually apprehend the promise and to not let it go. No matter who tries to get in the way of it, even sometimes even the name of of getting us there. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, not, not, not letting it hasn't happened yet get in the way either. And it is an elusive thing. Because he's spoken certain things. He's spoken Soza many times. Um, he's talked about the ordained word of the Lord. The moment by moment activated word of the Lord. This is why we're called Kairos. It's because that is the, the, the perfect timing of the Lord. And he is, all, he is leading us all into this thing. There is a recurring theme happening in our body as well as upper room. In Loomis. It's very interesting to watch. Um, It kind of happened around me. I'm kind of just preaching what's already happening. But um, we do not need to be ruled by principles any longer. We need to be ruled by the moment-by-moment Word of God. If anybody hears when I say that, Oh, God just, Brian just threw out all doctrine. What? No. I'm saying that that's not primary function to be led. God will never lead you into something that's unbiblical. What I mean by unbiblical is, Against the truths that we so hold dear. Because to be honest with you, it wasn't quote unquote biblical that you pay your taxes by going and getting a fish and getting a coin out of it until Jesus did it. But the, but the book of John says that if he wrote down everything Jesus did, it would fill up every book in the world. So I don't mean is it biblical, meaning God can't do it if he didn't already do it in, in the Bible. That's not what I mean. I'm talking about basics. Like, yes, Jesus did actually raise from the dead, his mother was actually a virgin. Like, hell is hot. Eternity is a long time. Like these things, you know what I mean? Like the basics. Okay. Besides that, it's like, look, just if God's asking you to do something and He's asking you to destroy maybe even one of your stupid principles that He didn't ask you to make, maybe because you were hurt, or maybe because all these different things, He is doing surgery in this season so that there's no wax. Like when the heat comes up, there still isn't a fracture. And, he, and I want to say this one more time. I want to cast down the, the demonic usage of psychology. I want to say this. One. I didn't call it psychology demonic, how Satan uses it. And every Freudian thing, I think, is demonic. But whatever. And most of it is based on that. doesn't matter. Okay. You want to have sex with who? What are you talking about? Like, what, who said what? Like, Freud is just, wow. I want to go back and give that guy a hug. I go back and tell him, you need a hug. Like, okay. um, I want to say this much, that healing so does not happen from you going back and figuring out every reason why you do what you're doing. That's the soul still ejecting out of the process of actual healing. You've never been healed going back and figuring out why. It's never happened. In fact, that just gives you sometimes going back, well, why did I do this? You're, what you're really doing without realizing it is trying to go mine more reasons. Why why am I doing this? Maybe it's because of this. Okay, there's a reason. Or maybe it's because of this. Here's a reason. Or maybe it's because this happened to me. You're you're actually making it harder to heal, not easier to heal. Going and figuring out why is completely irrelevant. Jesus isn't yelling. Why are you doing this? He's not there. He's like, let it go. (laughs) Give it to daddy. (laughs) It's going to hurt you. That's really what he said. And so I'm encouraging us in this season that he is pulling us into healing to such a degree that when we finally are handed what he's actually wanting to deposit, we're already there. Our vessels are like this. That's that's the good part, right? Like the Like the the wise virgins, you know, with their oil. It's like that. This is the oil, at least in this season. Okay, so... um, what I want to do is that I now want to transition here a little bit. Um, part of what we've been promised is that we would see miraculous healings on a regular basis in our midst. Regularly. Regular basis. Seriously, we, all it takes, I've seen this over and over, there's an anointing on our body. I don't mean just like this, I mean our body, like our, our togetherness. There's an anointing in it that anytime any one of you just steps out in public and prays for somebody, it's like 50% of the time. Shandai. You know what I mean? Instantaneous. It's like a Shandai moment. Like, well, I was in Safeway and I created this person and nothing happened. But then later on in the day, I was, and then all of a sudden this amazing story. You see what I'm saying? Today, right now, we're going to engage in that. That we're not going to be focused on, do I have the X-Men power to heal? We're going to be focused on the promise of God that healing would take place in this room, and He would remove sicknesses and infirmities and things that hinder love out of this room. Right. So, if you need that, come up here right now. You, you. and anybody else, come up here. Okay, and then we're going to line up and wait, wait, wait. yeah, up? whatever they say they you. need. Verbal. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Anybody else? Uh, fantastic. Anybody else? Awesome. Anybody else? Yes. If you know you need prayer for something, don't sit down. I'm serious. Some of you actually deal with stuff and then like you're like, oh yeah, I always deal with this. Somebody says, why don't you ever pray for that? Like, you? you know? what I mean? Yeah. Fantastic. So line up in a line, just so we're not in a cluster. Come this way. Cluster. Fantastic. Okay. Yes. line up okay. yeah, so line here. Alright. And um <laughs> great. And I got something for me too. So I'm gonna start. And then I want to just go down the line and talk about what you need prayer for, and I want everybody else to show up. And you guys that are getting prayer, once you get prayed over, pray over somebody else. Okay? So me first. Okay? I don't hear low tones. I can't hear them. I know they exist, but like bass notes, and since I'm a musician, this is interesting. Bass notes, I don't know what's in and what's out. So I can't sing to low frequency. But I want to, especially now that we're um, jumping off into this band or whatever. And so um, I, um, I want that. I don't know if I've ever been able to do that, but I don't care. I want it now. So that's what I'm asking for.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, my tooth is dissolving in the, at
4: the root, and it hurts because it's right next to my nerve, and it's really, really painful. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. I have some issues with my knees and hips once in a while, and I've done everything I can do in the natural, being wise, and that for that. Some of it's not, but I the mm-hmm. And on that note about dental, I have $5,000 of work I need and can't pay for that. Right. Or and, free work. Right? And the state
2: won't
5: pay for it either. So. <laughs> oh, I was uh, in an accident and seeing some mild injuries to my back.
1: Okay.
5: It's one. not no,
1: it <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: <laughs> I... Have, my back is jacked up for multiple reasons. I don't know why. I mean, I know some reasons, but I have to pop it like dozens of times a day, every single day. And oftentimes, I can't get to a few vertebrae. Like they're still tweaked and it hurts. So that's just annoying, and I don't want it to. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, some of y'all know what's going on. Uh, my back is all messed up. Um, and then I have pain that's in my uh, 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 my tailbone, and it could be nerves, could be something. Doctors don't know what's going on, so
0: yeah.
3: Um, I have extra uh, bone like growing on my hip joints, so it just um, kind of grinds in there. It like grinds and it it clicks, and uh, I have. Like pain and my hips, like right here, because possibly because of that, or
5: possibly that's because of my hips, whatever. Okay. So, yeah. cool. <laughs> hey, a, if something's coming up for me, and I just want to blast this out. Something I heard this week that was just totally huge. Um, people who heal people, they go up and pray in the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. and nothing happens. And this, this lady was saying this this past week in this class. She said. A lot of people don't get healed because there's demons named Jesus. So if you use the whole name, well, Jesus Christ, just, yeah, we, we can talk about that later. Please. No, no, I'm saying, as we're praying for you, that is something that came up for me. You mm-hmm. say that Jesus Christ here now. Because I just don't want everybody else coming into something they don't understand and then coming into a
2: confusion. place. just came up. Yeah, no problem. So, um, Great, but yeah, so what I want you guys to do is I want you to show up and I just want you to stand in the actual promise that God gave instead of, do you have the exponent power or even things coming up against. Um, just just show up just like we already know God's promised. And so right. get up and just watch pray, pray over whoever you think you're supposed to pray straight over. Yep. start up. Yep. Start up. Just whatever God is saying, do that. And then when he whenever he's not speaking, stop. Oh, uh-huh. Seriously. Especially here. if your heart's beating right now, you're supposed to pray over you're somebody. Healed, oh. I promise. You are about healed, man. Oh. you're about to be healed man. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you will yeah, yeah.
0: able to hear the students you opening and
6: And now the
4: whole back will be pulled
3: yeah. yeah. according to your promise, Lord. And right now in Jesus' name. Great healing over um, your
1: hip joints and all pain would be resolved right now and down. And there will be a restoration and a full movement with no pain. And Jesus Christ.
6: Sit back and no more pain, computer. And, I all the the and, and all computer. the to be able to back, and all the muscles would be no pain. Right you have to respond to Jesus, and so I just speak to you right now. Obey your voice of the Lord and be made whole right now. Be made whole right now in Jesus' name. Every part be made whole right now. Yeah. The body and pain, you have to obey Jesus. So we speak we have the authority of Jesus in the name of Jesus. So we say, Pain, go away right now in Jesus' name. Be made whole right now. All nerves be made right right now in Jesus' name. Right now, restoration. Fully normal right now. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yes, Yes, Lord. Yes, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
0: I just pray for lining up our loose back there there would be no more pain and more of all of her muscle to be diseased. Realize right
1: yeah.
7: so now. It's, it's really it's pretty
4: it's pretty a lining up of your spine. Okay. Be no pain it's pretty pretty and that the the,
6: doctor, the, doctor, the, doctor, oh, the God, God, I feel yeah. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> 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 uh, Lord um, we know that time and distance doesn't really matter in the spirit, God. Um, we know that you exercised authority over pain. And so Lord, we know that you gave us your authority. And Lord, so in your name and your power, Lord. We just speak to Nikki's stomach right now in her body. We we'll speak to that child that's in there. And we say, live right now in Jesus' name. Wake up. Breathe in Jesus' name.
5: We we'll speak life right now. We're going to watch you heal, bro, right here. God, that our body right now is supernaturally um,
6: restored right now. Raised from the dead, Lord, inside the stomach. God, that they would be
5: normal healthy right, 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 right now in Jesus' name. Uh, it's, yeah. it, it, that's what you right remember when you're talking about your legs and yet I mean your back is you your legs. Leg. Alright, well I God, yes. to yes. yes. pain you have to go right now. Yes. Pain you have to go. Yes. Press the board right here. Yes. You have to go. Pain you have to go right now. A line mm-hmm. the copy. Line the hopper. Straight down line the half.
0: Straight down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Healing right now. Healing right
5: now. Joy, peace, rest. What, what was that? Did you feel that? Did you feel that? There was this little something that just happened underneath my hand. Thank you for the peace
1: watching over the body. A piece of your spirit is watching everything that's keeping him bound up. And we'll anything that's binding his body or his spirit. Yes. I just command that to be loosened right now. I've actually seen you know, my mind. I just thank you for your peace.
5: The peace of your spirit is all saying to me. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. What's that? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I felt something underneath right my hands, like 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 that. Yeah. So be true about it huh? How are you feeling? Thank you for being stirred up. Now you're, now you're on your butt. So what's it like going yeah down? Yes. Well, I ain't putting my hand on your butt. I'm shaking. In the name of Jesus. In the name You have to go, right now. You have to go right now. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. You have to go
0: right now. You have to go. With and then yeah, so was oh, I yeah.
6: right. so so oh, okay. Um, and put the phone up to your ear, and um to Thanks to doctors, so it's a point point seeing seeing that's not a miracle that happened
5: like to It wasn't until years later, and it happened. A a walk <laughs> out that house and here <laughs> <that's> <that> <laughs> that,
2: that oh, still not walking <laughs> the same way but you still feel it still feel it you're trying to help I not
4: I'm going to the <laughs> felt
6: you like, what <laughs> Dude, what happened again? What do you just I don't know uh, uh, that. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: so yeah. Just came, was a series of of course, is <laughs> so funny. This <laughs> is so I don't even know if this person is pretty high, man. I don't know if this person is pretty high, man. This is a part that grew up a TV
5: show. Both of them have had a record. I'm going to watch this it's like you know, and so, what I want to say is, that, don't oh, know um, So, um, okay. so um, make one thing I you know about hand is it, it could happen all day long. But I did feel something on my hand, yeah, yeah. like yeah. something went yeah. like that, right? Yeah. but it like kept coming up for me. It's your legs. It's your legs. It's like your legs are out of balance. It's your skull. It's
1: yeah. yeah when
5: so yeah, it just keeps coming oh. up to, oh. right. up to oh. me. Oh. It's just going to be I all know. day, man. Yeah. Something's going to happen in day, and something in the middle. See? a lot better, I can see it on your face. Again, I can see it on your face. Sometimes that so my, my, my sense is that there was something in uh, the you reading, said that, when you came writing, that right? It's something that was pissed off at God. Really, I don't really need to search that out the story. Francis will be like, can you, can you, year, can you talk about to... yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't if me like 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 so so Yeah, I you like, it's something way right back there, still bad. and when it comes up, it triggers you. And now you're wanting healing, it's still triggering you back there. break that off. I not to talk about it. to found
1: I like white this <laughs> the that people were with in
0: in that she even literally I first it a lot of to the I stand and sit for long minute 10 minutes
1: which is one at the and I at the third day to Okay, I can live like that. So I like my face and i like, i weeping like, live like this, it's not possible. Like, awesome. Yeah, I don't, like, And then he's flooded me all of a sudden. I'm like, all right. So I stood up and it was like, not really So it's like, that's great, you know? I forgot, I, forgot, I don't own That might be your issue.
5: Yeah. 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 Sí, so oh, no, yeah. i mean i don't know
1: like this now we to do
5: that's that's just oh, that's so yeah, like yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I said, yeah. I was expecting to be like that. People call me later, Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. 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 I'm saying have the <word>. <laughs> i <like my theory. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> And the other thing, too, is just <laughs> little, I know. you know, they don't get into Moscow, but you're You My wife has been in the same situation. So I'm thinking about the i i on the is I think this well as other I <laughs> is the, yeah, so,
0: church. Yeah, First, the, church, the yeah, is this is it's it's so in. So, yeah, like, okay, this is is uh, this is this is this well, is this this is this is this is I mean, I yeah. I'm, I'm being brief, but I like oh my Oh, so, so, that, so, yeah. that. so that's cool yeah. Yeah. and yeah. this yeah.
1: this whole time just yeah. the under
0: the river yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, big
1: churches yeah. but they yeah. kind of saw this so it's not like you receiving healing is not about
4: like this
1: churches
2: not you know what you know what microwave not like Ahhhh uh-huh. you
1: are just supposed to underneath. Uh-huh. the Holy Spirit. And then, the the way.
0: Way. and then, as the more it was, you know, washes out,
5: you it'll wash out the paint, you know. And somebody yeah. goes yeah. and a to start also, way. on that, of It's easier to use things to start to get I mean, really start to get what You the of it, yeah, it's like oh I can't do that. I can't do that. that. I can't
1: do that. I that. I just you being like acknowledging it and that was like I don't want that anymore
0: especially yeah, yeah, not He's yeah. like, it doesn't have to be a ceremonial thing. Oh. Oh. And they just don't want to talk to you. are to So it's not you right? your right? right? It's just it's something that's right? right? so so right? right? intertwined with your spirit and make you think that you are lot issues that have to be That's dumb. You know you. It's really important for not going Oh, they don't want to Yes, yes. Yes, even months, I got to the point where I was I was eat one by the whole body would play up and doing our like, I don't even believe that So, I couldn't working. Yeah, and God kept you, so fast, like you need fast to and like And I was
2: like, no, I like to eat much, like all of that. So I was being brilliant. And he's like, you he fast, it's a spiritual thing. So not the point where my body was so sick that I was able to, to eat. So on days, one day, like, a days. A a a a a this is so obviously next one Obviously you know. I um, So i I'm just, I'm not
0: saying that's the issue, but like. Yeah. I That's the. Yeah. yeah. It's just to do
6: yeah. do <laughs> But it's easy to overthink things like that that yeah, like, are with exactly so our Like yeah. when it hits a self-restraint yeah. like, like like, 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 we're like, we want like, like, kind of like, right? okay like okay with you on this game.
7: But right? it doesn't have to be so Yeah, that's Man, that's uh why I have to come Man, I got to go down. It's so amazing. Is that how it feels? Up? Yeah, saying, yeah
0: that I'm literally yeah, I'm in
6: yeah, it is that yes. yes. right. is. No. 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 Right. No. So, no. like, I had to sit yeah, I This
5: thing you're living in right now. Oh yeah, this guy. I know this guy, this dude. Oh yeah, look at this, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, She's singing so, uh, like, about a but, uh, I you, uh, uh, I the song. talking about She the song. All I would do the kind of like a Stay down. Stay down.
1: That's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, they got in America, you have to recognize cuz UK morning i live with him this like feel like like see him out of so that they have to, to choose watch Jesus. Yeah, like, I don't right.
0: know. Yeah. It's I it like
1: I relationship girl. It's
5: like I Like,
1: he was was I'm just
5: a regular person. I live in the same house, I get the same money, I the same
1: job. I know because I can't I call right now. the like the difference still just a first. Not, to not so on, so they but like why you're so. Not to we live just not that i Just i yeah. yeah. It's you know, up air, You're
2: right. Uh, I you sign your name. An and and, and in you all like, can you do you do you it? her. It's <laughs> yeah. way that right. right. you yeah. I love am going to start. the camera. So since that um, uh, one uh, like, is so I'm just not I'm to, to, be the to, me to me I know I I not chairs grab in
0: the room I that's why I, <laughs> uh, I <laughs> like uh, I the to right? to ah, the um, I oh, 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 this not that oh, 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 You'll be feeling it all day, bro. Something's gonna happen. It's like 11 o'clock, depending on the world. So.